Hello and welcome back to another episode of Control-Alt-Delete, the podcast where I interview amazing people about their careers, their life, the internet, and everything in between. So this week I've got Grace Victory. She is an amazing award-winning blogger, YouTuber, TV presenter, and soon-to-be author. Grace is a big inspiration to thousands of young people, especially young women, and she's picked up this title, The Internet's Big Sister, which really does sum up what she talks about and who she is. Last year, Grace had her foray into documentary making. She made a doc for the BBC called Clean Eating's Dirty Secrets, which was a really fascinating watch. This documentary was one of the most watched and had over one and a half million views. Her second documentary for BBC Three was called The Cost of Cute. It investigated the dark side of the puppy trade and it was really hard-hitting. I cried during that quite a lot. And I really admire her. She speaks about bullying, anxiety, body image, and I respect her hugely. Also, exciting news, her debut book is called No Filter and is out with headline in July, July 27th. Um, You can pre-order that now online. So pre-order it and I hope you enjoy this episode. I loved it speaking to Grace and she's so inspiring. Here it is. So, so I'm with Grace Victory, the legendary Fantastic. online friggin' superstar and we're in your office at your talent management. We are. And what a lovely place it is. I know, I love it. It's my little family. You've been my dream guest, so thank you. Stop. So I got you. I'm so excited. Because you're so busy. I am. I am a very busy person. But... When I first saw your podcast, like, you tweeting about them, I was listening to them, I thought, she better ask me. (laughs) (laughs) And then I did. And also, what was funny is, like, I asked you, and then loads of people kept tweeting, being like, get Grace Grace on, and I was like, I'm I'm doing, I'm I'm working on it. I saw that. But, um, I guess I started following you not that long ago, and I guess you were already doing amazingly, and you have just in the last year it feels like absolutely smashed into so many different Mm. industries and you've become someone that I can't compare to anyone else and I kind of wanted to start off the podcast by kind of like taking it back to a time yeah to a time I guess where because I'm always interested like when someone actually decided to even press publish on their first blog post like where did it come from yeah so I back in 2011 I was teaching dance at Women's Refuge and I was working with like neglected children um, but it wasn't feeding me like I was hungry with something else I was watching a few YouTube videos I started off watching like Beauty Crush and Shirley Anyang and Patricia Bright um, and a few US people and I thought I'm just gonna start because I love watching YouTube videos but I couldn't relate to them wholeheartedly there wasn't anyone on there that, you know, was like mixed with like massive curly hair or was a bit street plus size. So I thought, let me just fill that little hole. Mm-hmm. So I started and it was my video. I think my first video was like a Mac call on like a really, really old webcam. It was diabolical. <laughs> but back then, that was normal. You could yeah. do that. You could put out anything and people would watch it. So I started back in 2011 um and I was doing like beauty fashion the kind of normal beauty blogger youtuber stuff and I just got really bored and thought this isn't me I love it but like it doesn't feed me essentially Mm. I'm like I'm I'm, again I'm hungry for more so I thought like how can I position myself and talk about stuff that really matters to me at the same time as I was thinking that I was going through a whole heap of stuff so um, I come from a really, really difficult background. I've had a lot of childhood trauma 
and I was raised in an environment that no child should really be raised in. So I had a lot of issues and I was very, very anxious and I was self-harming, I had an eating disorder, I was depressed and I was just a bit fucked basically. So I was getting all these comments from people like online, oh, you're a role model, you're amazing. And I thought, you guys have no idea what I'm going through, like I'm one big fraud. Did they think your life was pretty? They thought, yeah, they thought I was always confident. They just thought, you know, like, how are you so confident? That was always the same as confidence thing and the self-love thing. And I thought, okay, I am confident, I've always been confident, but there is a lot of deep-rooted issues here that um, I have. So I, I did a video called The Pressure To Be Perfect and told my story and I said that I'm in therapy and I'm not very well and I've got mental health issues and this is what I'm going through, but it's okay. Mm. So I told my story years ago, I think it was like four years ago now, and that's when the kind of ball started rolling. I think I was the only person at the time talking about mental health issues, but also someone from a black community and also someone that basically was on white and middle class. It was like a whole new thing. Mm. Were you nervous to publish that? If it was different from the rest of it? Because I was so done with feeling how I was feeling, I'd, I was suicidal, I was so over being depressed that I had no other choice but to talk about it. And I just mm. took a whim and sort of did it. My family were like, don't do it, you might get loads of hate comments. And I just thought, I don't care, like, mm. I'm just gonna do it. And then I received letters from, um, emails from like mums who were saying, you've saved my daughter's life, like she relates to you, um, she's got an eating disorder. And it sort of went on and went on from there. I just went with it and it's my passion, it's what's it, like rooted in me and people were able to kind of relate to that. Yeah, because one thing which is so clear is how engaged people are with you. Like, you, yeah. it's not just that you have a big audience or, you know, just thousands of people. Yeah, when you're, when you're vulnerable, every human's vulnerable but a lot of people don't show that side of them whereas that's me where my heart on my sleeve that's just who I am yes I'm very strong and very confident but I have that strength and confidence because I'm so vulnerable and that's what I showcase that that's just who I am and people I think really hound in on that because it's different from the norm you don't really see that on social media or like in celebrity culture um mm. with bloggers and stuff I think I'm just very different when it comes to that I look at you and I think like you're so successful do you find that you're happier now that you have more success or do you find that you're always going to have the same things that you need to keep in check do you think that it's important to talk to young people about like you you don't just get a book deal and then you're like happy yeah I think that it's all about gratitude so I'm forever grateful for the things that I do but it hasn't changed me as a person I don't think personally um I'm way happier like I've never been happier at the moment um and that's because when I think when you have mental health issues it can stop a lot of people from being successful whereas I've sort of used my pain into my passion and I've kind of gone with it and thought okay so how can I turn this negative experience into a good one and I've just really, really believed in myself. Um, but there are times where I get overwhelmed and I just like cry and think, oh, this is like mad, this is my life. Mm-hmm. But also my family is still very, very humble and they still live in a council estate back home. So when I go home, I humble myself and it shows me how far I've actually come. And it is mind blowing when I look back and think like, wow, like I have my own flat, I have a nice car, I get to travel and I, mm-hmm. you know, I've got a book deal and I'm making TV shows about stuff that matters to me. So it does blow my mind, but I also think that if you trust your journey 
like whatever happens to you is happening to you for a reason Mm -hmm. and I know that's sometimes hard to hear when you go through a really shit experience but I wouldn't change my trauma for anything because if I didn't have that happen to me I wouldn't be where I am now Mm -hmm. it's so inspiring because you have had if you think about it when you list those things that you talk about those in previous years will have it it would have been a stigma it would have been something to overcome some people wouldn't have got successful because of certain things Mm -hmm. and you are proof that you just go and do it and you can yeah Yeah. no one what I tell people was that what's meant for you no one could take from you so mental health or not poverty or not anything what is meant for you on your journey is meant for you and you only and I I think with me it's like I don't take no for an answer Mm. (laughs) And, like, yeah. I will, if I want something, I'll go for it. And I'll, like, knock down every door, every wall, every window until I've got it. Because mm-hmm. I'm so determined to have a better life than I had when I was a child. Yeah. And I want to raise my kid in a world where she can be who she is without judgment. Um, and know that she's good enough. I feel really, like, I do feel quite warm and fuzzy when I look at the people <laughs> who I follow online. Just because I'm excited that they exist for, like, the next generation. Yeah. I really am. I think teenagers now as well are so switched on. They're not taking anyone's bullshit. And that's very nice to see. Because when we grew up, that wasn't really a thing. Didn't you didn't really have any role much. models who, yeah. were, who were different. Yeah, I didn't have any role models growing up. Um, Is there anyone that you can pinpoint who... Because I know that you have filled, thank God you have, this gap for young girls to be like, okay, I have someone now. Mm. But like, was there anyone when you were growing up who did inspire you in some way? Family or famous or...? Um, no one famous really, but I would say in terms of being around me, my religious studies teacher, like, saved my life. Mm. Like, she was incredible and she allowed me to have a voice in my classes and everyone in my class would just take to her. She was so warm. I still talk to her now. I think that she inspired me a lot to just kind of, like, be who I am. Mm. And, yeah, she was, like, the best teacher ever. So, definitely. Yeah. She's called Mrs. McChrystal. Loved her. Shout out. (laughs) Shout out, Mary (laughs) McChrystal. But also Um, what's interesting, like, industry-wise, I feel like you're a role model in, in, in terms of, like, the stuff you talk about, but also we were talking just now earlier about, you know defining your career or whatever and you know you've never once in my head like I would never call you a YouTuber for example but you kind of started maybe as part of what you do on YouTube and a blog do you feel like it's an interesting time to make your own career yeah I feel like though I've always thought I'd be in this position I am now even when I was very very depressed as a child I always had this belief, I'm not sure where it came from or why I had it, that life would be completely different when I was older. Um, And I think it's just incredible. Like, being your own boss, not really having to rely on many people, um, and being completely motivated and kind of inspired by your own path and your own Mm. journey is what kind of fuels me on. And, yeah, it's really hard to pinpoint what I do. Mm. I just tell people what I'm basically in this big sister. Like, I talk about a lot of stuff help a lot of people and luckily it's my job too and the fact that you know now I think of your BBC shows when I think of you first of all I think I just think of that because I really connected with them it doesn't matter if it's YouTube or if it's like channel 4 it's you like how do those two things differ I think that for me they don't differ a lot so obviously I have to edit my own videos and I think of the content and it's sort of like off my own back when and when I want to do it. Whereas TV, we have a whole research team and I have a lot of support. But I also, I think for me, is that 
TV reaches an audience that my channel doesn't. So I want to reach mums and parents mm. to help their to help them understand their children. Mm. So with mental health and stuff, that's my goal is to also reach young people and young women, but also people that have them in their lives because that matters a lot to me. Yeah. So I think for TV, it's a bigger scale in my eyes because I'm reaching an audience that my channel doesn't get. Um, but I think I'm the same person on both. Yeah. But on TV, I think I can say a little bit more because it is TV. But yeah, it's, it's basically the same. I think my management company were pushing me to do TV with like BBC and stuff. So BBC were like, okay, let's just meet her, see what she's, what she's like. So I'm at BBC years ago and then they asked me to do the uh, fashion iPlayer um, presenting job. That was two, two and a half years ago. And because that I was so good on that and it was, I was quite natural, people were quite shocked by it because I think that there's a bad rep for YouTubers yeah. because on camera, they can do the angles, they can turn it on, no one's there. They're a brand, essentially. Put them on TV with a whole crew there. They, mm. they shut down, whereas I'm the same person. So to me, there's nothing different. Um, and then, yeah, then I got approached to do more BBC stuff. So I think yeah, that that amazing. fashion I play a film was like my audition yeah. for, ev- for production companies. And then now, it's just kind of the snowball effect has happened. And yeah. I think as well, like, I tick a diversity box. Um, I'm plus size, so I tick that box as well. But also I do have substance. And I think mm. that that's why TV take to me. And I also can talk to parents. I can always talk to young children and yeah. young people. And because of my care job I used to have, and I had to train um, and be able to talk to mums and families mm. and social workers and the police, but also young young children and teenagers, I've just taken all of that knowledge and it's just stuck with me. I think it's just who I am. Yeah. Um, and especially now that the book is I happening. Book I got a book deal. I got a book deal. It's the best news. I literally was so excited. And I felt really honoured that I knew before you know, it was announced. Show, I was like, I? oh my God. <laughs> but it just makes so much sense. And again, another platform for you to tell your story. Oh my God, can't wait to read it. Yeah. I can't wait. It's called No Filter. Available to pre-order on Amazon.com. <laughs> um, so yeah, No Filter. It's about my life. It's like a little memoir, but it's also got some self-help little bits and bobs mm. in it and some funny stories. And it's very much an extension of me, but um, there's stuff here that I haven't taught anyone before, not even my mum. Mm. So it's going to be quite enlightening for some people, I think, but also, yeah, it's a chance to tell my story yeah. in full up until now with all the yes. backlog from my childhood. And in a safe way, I'm very mm. aware of making a video on YouTube about abuse and people watching it and it can be traumatic to even hear certain things whereas if it's in my book it's a safe place it's going to be help lines in my book for people that are affected by it and things like that so um yeah it's great i'm the first woman of color influencer to have a book oh my god that's one that's amazing so very exciting so exciting and do did you feel like because i guess you could have written one years down the line you could have written one you know, before, what, how, why is now the right time, do you feel? I think I'm in a transitional period in my life. Like, I'm, I'm 30 in three years, which <laughs> is weird, but I am. <laughs> so you technically also... feel like mid-20s. <laughs> but I feel like I've changed quite a lot. And I just think that it's time for me to get closure on my past. Past relationships past loves, past friendships, um, past trauma, 
and it's a chance for me to have it all mm. written down and once I've written it it's out there now people can see it mm. and then I can move on to bigger and better things yeah that's how I look at it and also it's a chance for people that don't really know who I am or watch YouTube videos but they will be able to relate to it too. Every mm. woman in the world can relate to at least one chapter in the book. Yeah. I can't believe it. It hasn't hit me yet. I think it's because I've worked really hard for it. So mm. I feel like it should be happening because I'm working really hard for it. Yeah. And I've, I speak about it a lot and I speak it to, into existence and I want it to happen yeah. and, I, and I'm working my ass off. But also I feel like the world doesn't owe me anything. Mm. Like the world is shit. Everyone goes through shit. It doesn't mean that I deserve all the stuff that I've got. It's meant to. It's like yeah. part of my journey, um, and I will never ever change. Like I will always be the same mm. in terms of like being humble and stuff. Because you know, I remember where I came from. What people see now is like the roots, the the branches of the tree. But obviously, I remember my roots. So, and I have to be relatable. Still, I have to remain who I am because people on the internet and my followers help me get to where I am. Mm. Without them, I would wouldn't probably be here. So. Yeah, I love yeah. them all. So it's really important to me that I'm still recognised as the person they can come to with their problems or talk to me about their periods and things like that. Because yeah. that's what we're like. Absolutely. Um, I'm not on a pedestal. I'm not a celebrity. I'm not someone that, you know, is, like, you can't... I'm not out of reach. I it can If it happens to me, it can happen to anyone. Yeah. A lot of people like you, who are making all this stuff happen for yourself, you are, I would say, like, really business-minded as well. To make decisions, to say no, to get what you deserve. And I find that really important, especially for young girls, to go yeah. and get what they deserve. You have, yeah, you have to know your worth. And, you know, massive campaigns and brands have come to me before and completely undersold me. And I'm like, nah, I'm not mm. doing it. Like, as much as I'd love my face to be all over the, the internet and in stores or whatever... If you're not going to pay me what I'm worth, it's not going to happen because it's important for me to endorse brands that have the same morals as me and I want to be seen with brands that rep diversity and different body types and talk about stuff that really matters. Mm. Um, so I won't just work with anyone. I say no to a lot of stuff. Um, but yeah, I think that every... I think in schools they've got to do some sort of like business courses mm. because I weren't taught shit. I had to learn everything, like, a few years ago. Taxes. Don't uh-huh. even talk to me about any of that, because it gets me so stressed. Um, but I do, yeah, I'm, 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 I think I'm a very strong, independent woman, and I know what I want with life. Yeah, I think that we should be the same as men. We do what we love, we're very, very lucky, but it's okay to get paid. Men ask all the time for more money. I tell, like, a lot of my friends, I'm like, you should have been paid way more than that. Mm. And I'm very open. I think with blogging and being self-employed, people are very quiet about what they charge or what they're earning, whereas I'm really vocal. Mm. I Um, love your blog posts that are just like... You, you teach, yeah. Here's how to blog. Here's how to make money. Here's how to work brands. It's like I think that's a real sign of confidence, actually, when you share what you know. Yeah, and I don't. I obviously people earn more than me, but that's, that doesn't mean I'm not going to share how much I'm earning or what I got to pay for something because it's it's normal. It's mm. only money. I think people get so like stressed with it or what to charge or you know. But I just think know your worth. If a blog post is going to take you a day to do. You can't be charging a hundred pound, babes. Mm. Like, but I have a team. I do yeah. have a team, and I do have an accountant, and I've got people around me to help me. But I think mm. if they were taken away from me, I would be able to hold yeah. the fort. Um, what would your advice be for people who maybe 
would like in the future to work with a team because I, I know that you're really close with your management oh, and they best. make your life easier and yeah. you love working with them like what what aspects of them make you want to work with them I think because they believe in my vision just as much as I do and if I say okay I want to do a doc on channel four they're like okay cool so they nothing I say is too big for them like they really believe in me they um, know that you're going to graft towards yeah. it though yeah and they support what I do and they're just like family and I think that's very very rare I just to, I speak to my manager every single day on email or whatsapp or whatever and I just trust him I think trust is a massive thing I trust him with everything and he trusts me to do to do what I'm supposed to do yeah um but I think if you're a management company look around don't just settle for one that offer, makes you an offer it's all about can they get you to where you need to be? So I want to do, obviously, TV and traditional stuff. So my management company are massive in the traditional media world. I don't mm. want to just be big on YouTube or have a massive blog or get a brand deal with a massive brand. Like, it's it's way more for me than mm. that. And they push me in the right direction. And in three years, I've got a book deal, one, one multiple awards, and I've got multiple TV shows out. So I know that, yeah, I'm. this is my home. I, I wanted to ask, because I know that I don't think there's anyone else like you like doing what you're doing. I think it's awesome. Yeah. Do you ever still struggle with comparing yourself to anyone else? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I go through stages. If I'm doing my period, I feel like my brain's just, just outrageous. Like, can't think properly. I'm pissed off. I'm bloated. Everyone I'm annoys you. I'm, yeah. Everyone's doing great things. I'm doing nothing. Um, I definitely do get that. But then I get a wake-up call and my friends would be like, but you're completely different. Like, you're in your own lane. I think the more you just concentrate on yourself, you'll get to where you need to be. And that's what I've done, I think, my whole life. That is so true about being in your own lane. Yeah, you're in your own lane. Like, like head forward. Yeah. yeah. No one can take from you and just concentrate on yourself and you'll get there. Take inspiration from other people, obviously. Mm. But just because they're great doesn't mean that you're not. Mm. Like, you're just as great, if not better. Um, so I just... I think it's just all about self-belief. But I definitely mm. look at people's blogs and think, oh my God, like... Their blog's like a magazine, mine's so basic. I do, there, there's a lot of pressure, I think, mm. um, to constantly be better and do better. But once you know better, then you do better. Yeah. Um, and it's all about a journey. And f- you might not be great at writing, but you're great at photography. Mm-hmm. Might be that great at something, but you're great at anything else. Mm-hmm. And I think that I, yes, I swear I like my blog posts, I make spelling mistakes, do have the best flat lays, but I'm the only person probably that's got a job off of helping people and Mm -hmm. to me like that's more than enough yeah oh it's amazing i agree and i'm working on that more as well i feel like i've really turned a corner of like whenever i get any temptation to compare i just get inspired instead i genuinely really have noticed a shift and it's it's so nice it makes you feel good yeah and it's all about being grateful is that when you start not being grateful is when all the mm-hmm. negative thoughts come in but yeah. as long as you know that you're completely blessed and you are amazing just the way you are um you you'll forever be happy and i think it's yeah. about progress as well like slow progress is still progress mm-hmm. and i think for me especially being like of color it's even harder for us to get to where we need to be so i know that i've had to work 10 times harder mm-hmm. but that will never stop me like i tell people don't let anything stop you with the book the book the book because the book obviously when that comes out it's going to be lots going on around it press oh the, you're, the plan like, you've got, you've got plans I know you can't probably give like too much I away I can't I can do some stuff okay cool um, so in certain chapters of the book 
so things with domestic violence, I'm going to be working with specific teams and um, companies for like a week at a time. So one week I'll talk about domestic violence for magazines or press or whatever, go to schools. And then one week might be about body image and I'll work with a body image mm-hmm. charity. So I'm going to be doing lots of stuff um, to do with the book. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm going to do a book tour, but it won't be like in a bookshop. It's going to be things like sleepovers and oh my like God, cool. brunches. Yeah, like, yeah, things like that. Like meet people and talk to them one on one and find out about their lives and yeah. stuff and share bits of the book. Because it's so personal, isn't it? It feels like it needs yeah. to be yeah more intimate yeah, with you. Intimate. Yeah. So cocktails at the ready. Is there a big <laughs> section on body image? Big section of body image, and luckily my therapist, who is incredible, um, she is writing some stuff in there mm. to help people that have disordered eating. Your therapist does sound freaking amazing she's freaking amazing she is therapy has changed my life i think that's why doing the book now is good because i'm in therapy i'm talking so i've got help talking about stuff that's quite hard for me to talk about Mm. but once the book's done and therapy essentially over i think i'll be a completely different person Mm. i would have just turned you know a different leaf Mm. so um she's yeah like an angel like life-changing like it's called the recover clinic the company that she has and yeah she's how long have you been with her uh since july right oh wow so even since like not even a year and it's been like totally transformative transformative like because i i basically she diagnosed me with um binge eating disorder and uh post-traumatic stress disorder but my binge eating so i have an anorexic mindset but it plays out with binge eating um so getting diagnosis was amazing because i thought i was going crazy but within a few months my been my eating issues had essentially stopped it's more about my thoughts now and dealing with my past trauma mm. um and writing the book itself is like like therapy because mm. i can get it all out and like it's yeah. making sense now because i can verbalize it and i've got like, the right vocabulary for it so yeah she's incredible mm. and so she's gonna write some bits and bobs for it so i know that it's gonna really really help people it's not just my opinion but it's you know fact and there'll be stuff on uh, sex, obviously, mm. periods, friendships, relationships, mm. everything. Oh. My slot year. <laughs> <laughs> There's a whole heap of stuff going in the book. It'll make you laugh and make you cry as well. Yeah. Um, and that's what I wanted. So I'm very, very excited. I know that the publishers are very excited. Mm. I mean, the guy, so the, the head man at Hachette emailed and said, Wait, I can't believe you've got Grace's book. Well, I had a lot of offers I got to choose who I went with which I thought was amazing and And what made you go with them so when I walked into the headline I knew straight away the room they put our cookies and I thought (laughs) yep there's food here right they put our cookies and I just knew I just got the vibe straight away there the faces just it was just I just knew yeah I just knew I love like the vibe is something I just felt it in my stomach and I thought that's who I want and Mm. that's who I need and luckily they were the last offer and it was the best offer. So and I was like, this is this is it. And it was just it's just too much. I just get so excited, I can't believe it. When what day is it out again? 27th of July. And yeah, I'm so incredibly like thank I, I I always cry, but I just love it. I what I personally find really exciting is like you can start a blog, yeah, and then gradually it can snowball and then you can kind of get to a point where you're like, what do I want to do next? Yeah. And um, the thing is with me, I've always got 
something else I want to do. So like now I want to do a radio show. Mm. So I'm like, right, I'll get on radio. Yeah. Um, I want to do Strictly Come Dancing. Like, there's always something I want to do. I want to go back into... I used to go... So I went to performing arts school. So my background is performing and dance and singing and stuff. So I want to go back on, like, West End shows. So there's always something for me to do. Yeah. Um, also, I love that you're challenging this annoying stereotype where people are like, oh, social media star or, like, social media talent or, like, yeah. oh, they only, like, tweet yeah it's like no 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 babes you can be as creative as you want but there's nothing wrong with getting in via online platforms i feel like i'm always like defending people all the time on this yeah you have to milk it i think that if like whatever happens in your life if you get an opportunity you have to go with both hands like that's i think that's why i think i'm where i am because anything i get offered if it's for me and i i love the idea of it i'll take it with both hands and i'll put my all into it and Mm. that's why i do what i do because um I also love it. Yeah. I love being able to wake up in the morning and be like, right, what am I going to do today? Like, let's make a video. Let's go and meet GHD for a meeting. Like, whatever. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I do fun. love, though, something that I also love. I <laughs> just, like, love everything. But um, is, <laughs> is, is sometimes you do say, like, oh, I can't get any work done today. I'm having, I'm having a day off. Yeah. And oh, I, I yeah. think that's really important. Because, you know, it's all right to love your work. And I think you probably have days where you, like, work, I don't know, all night and all day. Mm. But then sometimes just putting your hands up and being like, no, today I'm going to look after myself. Yeah. I like that. I think you have to find, no matter what you do, self-employed, CEO, whatever it is, you have to find a work-life balance. I think that when you're on social media, and often people use it as a hobby, but it's also your job, Mm. the two can really, really cross. Whereas I try and keep it separate. So, like, I will have a day where, like, today I'm having a, I had a facial this morning, Charlotte Tilbury, just saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I've got, I've got a spa day later with, like, a massage and stuff. So, like, I really try to look after myself because your health is more important than anything. Mm-hmm. Money, career, what, anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's your wealth, essentially. And I can't do stuff if I'm not healthy yeah. and, like, alive and raring to go. So, and I'm really, really tired at the moment. I'm doing a lot of work and I'm just I'm taking more days off just because I need to yeah. but really I'm getting more work done because I am looking after mm. myself there's a narrative like that if you work um, all the time you'll get more stuff done mm. no, no you'll just overwork yourself totally and get agree. completely like you know burnt out yeah so I think so ironic it's isn't it to think yeah. that you're getting more work done if you I, I get more work when I slow down mm-hmm. because I can put my mind to it more um and meet people in, like in real in real life, yeah. and go out and about and stuff. And it's really important to build yeah. like brands, relationships like in real life, yeah, absolutely, not just on email. Yeah. Oh my god, we've been talking for half an hour. Okay, so last question okay. is: What is one thing that you're super excited about for this year? There's loads going on, so it's a hard question. But it doesn't have to be work. Could be work. Could be personal. Could be professional. What am I excited? Everything. I'm buzzing for life. What am I excited? Um, Channel Four. Mm. So I've got my I've got my eyes on Channel Four, and I've had a few meetings Channel Four, and I want to do some documentaries for them. Some hard hitting, gritty documentaries, controversial. controversial documentaries, really journalistic, really immersive. Um, oh my god! That is what I want to do. BBC Three is great. I love BBC Three, but I also think as I get older. I'll naturally progress to Channel 4. Mm. So God, I can I imagine love... you really, really investigating some stuff. Yeah, and that's what I want to do. So I want to wow. use all my, back, back, all my background knowledge of the care home and the training I had. 
I want to raise awareness, especially for children in care um, and domestic abuse and stuff like that and mental health. And I think Channel 4 will be a really good place for me. And also, I'm excited just to see where I go. Mm. I'm excited to go in recovery with my mental health issues and really work on myself. That's not my big goal. Mm. As much as I love my career, I think personal growth is really, really important. Yeah. And I'm working on that a lot. I cut my hair off. Trying to just be me, mm-hmm. the real me. Not I'm not always confident and sassy and always laughing. I am quite vulnerable and I do not be by myself and you know, mm. I'm quite I'm quite an introvert. I'm just a confident introvert. Yeah. Um so yeah, I'm just trying to like learn who I am a little bit more, so that's quite exciting. I'm so glad you exist. I'm so glad that you exist and use your platform for things that don't maybe affect you, but affect other people around you and I love you for that. So mm-hmm. I'm very happy that you're alive. And Thank you, you so much. And, you and I'll come back soon. Thank you so much for your <laughs> time. Thanks for having me. You're a busy lady. Thank, Thank you. you.